Hello and welcome to the 8th episode of Films of the Week with your host James on Affinity Cast. In today's episode I'd like to talk to you about two sports films that I've watched recently. First of which is called Coach Carter and the second one is called Shaolin Soccer. Both of them came out in 2005 and I think that any of you who haven't seen them should really take the time to watch them because they're great, they're great films in their own right. So let's start with Coach Carter. Coach Carter follows a sports goods store owner as he accepts a job at a basketball, as a basketball coach for his old high school. He wants them to become champion athletes and get them out of Richmond, California, where the vast majority of them are struggling to live and conform gangs and starting to get to really wild and rude and disrespectful uh, communities, which Coach Carter really doesn't appreciate that much. As I said, it came out in 2005 and stars Samuel L. Jackson and Channing Tatum as the star power for this film. Back in 2005, Channing Tatum wasn't as big as he is now, but Samuel L. Jackson is in the lead role of Coach Carter is a really strong and solid casting, in my opinion, because as we all know, Samuel L. Jackson tends to play these rough and ready uh, black-led actors, and this role really suits him down to a T as this um, man trying to fight for these students who are having a rough time in their communities so he's trying to push them to a bigger and greater things get into college or better colleges so that they can have a basketball career in the future and Channing Tatum plays Jason the only one of the only white male basketball players on the team which is a really good casting I feel considering that he's quite tall quite broad and also and the fact he's gone on to do such great films as 21 and 22 Jump Street, as well as White House, House Down, Foxcatcher and The Lego Movie, just to name a few of his films that he has in his repertoire. So, uh, as I said, Coach Carter follows a teacher as he's coming to a deprived and really hard fighting school uh, involving loads of gangs and other mischievous uh, kids and students within the classes. He's coming there to teach the kids discipline, respect, and to give them the chance to be able to fight for a state championship which is going to help them to get to any college that they can in the future and by helping them in basketball he's helping them in their life and helping them to try and get the respect and be a part of society uh, because as most people well know black the black community in America can be very stereotyped and typecast into certain different aspects whereas the police will come in and just immediately suspect someone is a cr- doing a crime and because they're from a certain area or they live in a certain area they can't get away from that they can't escape from the reality of gu- gun crime gangs and whatever it may- that may be and coach carter blends a nice realistic universe in which society is like that and this coach wants the best for his students and also balancing a fictional narrative and to some extent this from reading into the subject this film is based off of a true story and I, I've seen the film recently and I've also started to watch Last Chance U Basketball uh, and the similarities between the narrative within that uh, TV show in Last Chance University uh, and Coach Carter is great and I think that if you have enjoyed uh, Last Chance Uni as a uh, Netflix original um, show then this film would be right up your alley because yes it's a fictional universe but it follows the same sort of genre and same sort of narrative as the TV show which is great considering one's a realistic uh, TV show based off students trying to get out of uh, East LA College and get to UCLA, Duke or whatever uh, they can to to better their academic and better their futures 
And this film has the same sort of narrative as that, which I really appreciate. I re really appreciate the underdog and pushing to get whatever they want in life. Because if you keep trying and keep going at life, you will get there and you will get what you want. You just have to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people and have the right mentor behind you to try and help you get out of this hole and get you out of this problem that you could be facing in the future. The narrative and all the characters within the film are really strong and I actually really appreciate all the effort that the actors did to get into the roles of these real people or the people who are based off of real, real people because uh, obviously they can't keep the same names uh, because of legal reasons. So yeah, but the fact that all of it seems so grounded in reality and as, I've, as you're well aware from listening to these podcasts I really appreciate a grounded reality and realism within the narrative of the film. And this has it all, it's not all based in the uh, college or high school, should I say. It follows some of the students as they're um, having to battle, having to work, and obviously gun crime. And the fact that Coach Carter isn't solely the main character, it doesn't just follow him. It follows the entire cast of the 8 to 10 people in the basketball team. And that's really strong, and I like the insight that it gives into the world that could happen and has is happening in America where people go to school to try and learn but all they want to do is play basketball get into crimes get girls and whatever that may be but coach Carter comes in and is strong is almost like a drill sergeant for these kids and helping them to try and grow as people and grow into the societal norms that people expect from from kids to be able to go in, learn, get the right grades and then get out of this area and that's the main thing that he's preaching to them is that yes you might enjoy this now but in five to ten years you will look back at this moment and think why didn't I try, why didn't I push, why didn't I try and make a basketball career, why didn't I go and get to UCLA or Duke or whatever the other big basketball teams are. And that's what most people strive to be, they strive to be able to go to these top basketball universities because it will help their prospects in the future and they might even make it into the NBA if they're good enough. But that's what most people strive to get, they strive to become professional athletes but they have to have the right academic and right uh, belief in themselves to be able to get to that point. And the most iconic scene within this film is the scene in which one of the people who didn't make it to the tryouts had to try and push and get through all of the uh, strenuous things that Coach Carter gave to him, which is 2,000 burpees, 400 press-ups, uh, and a 5k run around the entire uh, college campus. And he had to do that by the end of the day. But he wanted, this student wanted to try so hard to get into the basketball team. He got so close to it, but he didn't make it in the end. But there's a beautiful scene where all of these other people on the basketball team seen that he's putting this effort in and decide that they want to um, help him to get to that goal. So Channing Tatum's character ends up taking over the push-ups and some running burpees or, or lines or going around the block or whatever that may be. And the unity and the solidarity in that moment between all of the characters in the cast and also the, the kid who is trying to make it into the basketball team is strong and is a heartwarming moment. It makes the hairs in the back of your neck stand up because these kids all come from different backgrounds, all of them have different beliefs, all different skin colours and all of them with different academic capabilities and the fact that they're all coming together and being able to form a basketball team with no racial profile and no difference and all of them coming in with the same goal. And the realism within the piece is so strong from the, the characters and the backgrounds and the areas that they um, live in, which in which they filmed in California, in Richmond's area. 
uh, and it's just all incredible and I think that anyone who wants to have an insight or a slice into the less glamorous life of basketball and less glamorous life of those kids who are struggling at school then this is a great almost biopic film for you to watch because it's semi-real the story it does follow uh, a narrative that is similar to what happened for the original Coach Carter but the, the children are slightly different and they glamorised the and gave it a Hollywood effect to the narrative of the film which is still strong and still grounded enough to be realistic but I think that if you wanted to, to watch a biopic or something along, along those lines then this is this is the right film for you. Coach Carter managed to get yourself nominated and won a few awards in 2005 in which it won Outstanding Achievement for Directing for Thomas Carter, the director, uh, Best Black Outmo uh, Outstanding Motion Picture uh, as well as it got nominated for Best Performance by an Actor uh, of a Black Community uh, for the Black Movie Awards. It also won Best Reel, Best Breakthrough Performance uh, and also Best Film for the Black Community in America. Uh, so it did win a load of awards for a certain demographic but it didn't really win any of the Academy Awards that the vast majority of films that tend to get a bit of traction win but I think that you should look past that and look past the the fact that it became a semi-success in America but it didn't really reach uh, the English audience because of the subject matter as well as the uh, uncertainty around the narrative of the film because as an English white male uh, living in England, obviously, uh, I don't really know too much about the Richmond area and the struggles that the vast majority of the people, the similar age to me, are going through. And for, for me, looking into this film and watching it again, it gives you a really solid insight into what happens in the less glamorous and less glamorised uh, Western uh, American audience and less Western world because as we all know LA we see the sunset we see the all the people who earn a lot of money drive fast cars living in Beverly Hill or going along the the beach or whatever it may be but this gives us an insight into the common person and what people are like or the vast majority of people are like within the area and I enjoy that, I enjoy having a little slice of something that I don't know too much about uh, and being able to watch it and think, oh, this this is so bad for anyone and I can't imagine how much difficulty it can be for anyone living in that area and I have a lot of respect for anyone who gets out of that and gets out of the struggle that the vast majority of people in America of a black community or Caucasian community have. I would also like to comment on the fact that this film is uh, really highly rated considering the vast majority of the films I've covered recently, uh, getting a 7.3 on IMDb, a 64 on Modern Tomato and a 7.56 on uh, Metacritic. And those are really solid numbers considering it's a film that came out in 2005 with a limited budget as well as a, a very limited cast. but. Being able to, to get those numbers and being able to have a both critical and commercial commercial success on this film is really good. And if you did ever want to watch this film, it is on Netflix. I did manage to watch it on Netflix. But looking at how old it is in 2005, you probably wouldn't think it is as good as it is. But it really is. It's really solid. And it's really solidly filmed and directed from a, a director who hasn't really done too much since it. But I think that... Thomas Carter, the the director, did a great job and I think that anyone who enjoys sports films or enjoys basketball or even enjoys the um, coming of age or coming 
to fight for their future. Uh, those sorts of films, this this film fits into that and as I said, I, I would highly recommend you taking the time to watch it. I would also like to comment on my favourite aspect of the film, which is the all the basketball training sequences within the narrative of the film. And I think that it's really beautifully well shot and really beautifully well art directed from a visual point of view. As a cinematographer myself, I really appreciate looking at the uh, images on the screen rather than looking at the narrative and the way that it's being presented to the audience. So looking at all the basketball training scenes, I really appreciate the, the little colour change between um, them starting off in their maroon uh, training tops, which match the maroon walls and the, just the dull atmosphere within the, the basketball um, hall. And I think that the fact that it progresses from the maroon on maroon to them having a white jersey and them being able to, to come off the background and to come out of the maroon um, hall and be able to come out with their own identities and being able to break out of this college and get better. And that's the, the main point is the fact that the colour change difference between them at the start and them towards the end of the movie I think really highlights the that Coach Carter has done for these kids and them trying to break out of their um, heritage and breaking out of them being born into Richmond, the Richmond area and them trying to get better and want better for their lives is, is really strong and it's the heart of the narrative of the film is that Coach Carter only wants the best for these, these kids who are troubled and have been through troubled points in their lives and the fact that he wants them to, to be able to strive to be better than what he is which is obviously the coach he wants them to strive to be better academically and to strive to be able to get out of this this harsh area and this area that can kill them ultimately if they end up being on the wrong side of the law or even in the gang crime and this core concept is at the heart of the film as I said and there's a scene in which Coach Carter ends up um, stopping his kids from, from training and even boycotting matches because the grades of them isn't good enough and the fact that the academics are always on the back burner for these kids Coach Carter decides to, to cancel practice and boycott any matches uh, ultimately ending up in them losing until they manage to get their GPAs up which is their grades in the end uh, and ultimately they strive together and they, they form uh, more cohesive and more academically um, acceptable group of uh, basketball kids because that's the biggest thing looking from a, over the, the pond as they say uh, from England is that the relationship between sports and academic um, success is very strong within America but in, in England you can be good at sports but the only thing that matters is your academic um, ability but you can get through an American um, system on a scholarship for basketball or, or uh, American football or baseball or whatever it may be and that's what they want they want these kids to be able to to have a, both a balance between them being smart or being smart enough to be able to look after themselves as well as enjoying their passions and sports as well as um, getting out of the gun crime and getting out of the prison I would say and be able to get out of Harlem get out of Richmond and be able to to have a better life and be able to strive to be better than what they they were before the they joined this college or the school whatever it may be and I think that the fact that this is based off of a true story from 1999 in which um, Coach Carter did go into a school in uh, Richmond and try and get his students to 
to be better than they were is really good and I love a good biopic I love the good solid realism within a narrative of a film and as I said I would I would highly recommend it okay well that's about all the time I have for Coach Carter today uh, after this little break I'm going to be talking to you about Shaolin Soccer which is another great 2005 film following a Chinese football team Welcome back to the second part of this podcast. I'd like to now talk to you about Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer is a 2005 uh, action comedy family film set in uh, China and follows a young Shaolin follower who tries to reunite his brothers in arms to form a football team using their martial arts skills to give them advantage over the rest of the teams within the tournament. It follows Mighty Steel, played by Stephen Chow, who is also the director and writer for this film, uh, as he, he tries to bring his friends back into his life because they've all lost their way and they've all lost their martial arts training because they wanted to become uh, members of society and not be the monks that they were before this. So this film is very slapstick, it's got a lot of humour and um, just even looking from the trailer's point of view, uh, you're in for a fun time and if you come in with the expectation of it being serious and have the expectation that this is going to be a gritty football film, then it's not, it's not going to be for you. It blends the anime style of over-exaggerated movements and unrealistic um, fighting styles with a football audience which is which is global should I say and I think the blend really works and I think that coming from an animated or anime point of view uh, is really strong and I love the comedic elements within it from them being able to use their martial arts skills to hit the ball faster than has ever been recorded to being able to save shots and be able to be in touch with the world and around them and take the earth's energy uh, and translate it into saving shots and tracking the way the ball's going to move and even being able to get past people and just using it to to their advantage and I, I really enjoyed this film I really enjoyed watching it when I first did in 2005 when I was about six years old it stayed with me for such a long time because I enjoyed the comedic elements of it and being so young and it's the sort of film that you tend to, to stick with and tend to stick with you. I've always loved football and I've always will love football but I think that this film does a great job of blending my two passions at the moment which is uh, the Japanese East Asian community or cinema should I say with a with love of football and I think the blend is, is perfect for this film. So as I've said, the narrative follows a group of friends coming back together and getting in touch with their um, Shaolin, which is a martial arts form, and being able to to build a friendship back up over all this time. And I think that it happens when you, you start to get out of school and start to get on with your life. You get lose your touch with people, but it brings everyone back together and there's community within the narrative of the film. And I think that having that community and friendship is is a strong basis for a film. Just like Coach Carter having a solid group of people surrounding the main character in Stephen Chow, uh, it is great. And I think that to some extent the film is realistic, apart from all the the martial arts football scenes. But the, there's a realism within within the world because Japanese and East Asian culture is very. Um, brutal and it's very um, regimented but being able to to break away from that and being able to enjoy football which is the fundamentals of football being able to meet up with friends and being able to enjoy yourself is 
is perfect for this film. So as I said, the film follows the, the friends. Uh, they they start to come together. None of them have really played football before, apart from Stephen Chow's character. But they they start to play football, and they're awful. They get a coach to come in and try and help them, but they, they can't kick a ball straight. They're all out of shape, and they can't run. But over time, over training and over... The, the friendlies before this massive tournament, they start to grow, they start to be able to become better at football and channel, the, channel their inner Shaolin. And they ultimately get to the final and they, they're facing a team that is scary, should I say, being able to uh, defend or block any shots that this team, this master of Shaolin, uh, is put to them, as well as being pumped up by steroids. And the final match is a beautiful blend of the animated style with cinematography as well as a realistic um, cut final with loads of people there and the the stakes being so high and I just I just love all the the aspects of the film the film is only an hour and 24 minutes so it's really short but it's it's solid and I think that the entire narrative is is worth it and it being a uh, Japanese and Chinese led film Everything is subbed, uh, or dubbed, should I say, which is obviously subbed, uh, so an English speaker over the top of the um, performer, or dubbed, in which you can hear the original actors and have to read subtitles. But you can you can choose whatever you want. I, I prefer dubbed for this because there's a lot of things happening and it's a lot easier to, to follow with an English speaker over the top of all of the scenes. But again that shouldn't take away from the enjoyment of uh, East Asian cinema and I think that that's something that I really want to preach to people is that the East Asian cinema is is not as well known for a Western audience but they have a lot of original content within their film uh, filmmakers as well as their animated TV shows and I think that anyone who wants to see something new should take the time to, to pick something. If, even if it's um, subbed, uh, so you have to listen to it as an English speaker over the top of the, uh, TV, the film or TV show, is really strong. And I think that anyone should take the time to watch um, these films or these TV shows, should I say. From an artistic point of view, this film is also incredible. From the colour palette used to the symbolism of colour within the narrative of the film, and the fact that the uniform or the kit, should I say, of the Shaolin football team, which is a yellow robe, should I say, is beautiful. And the, the fact that everyone else is in football kits, everyone else is wearing studs, and these people come in with their, their robes, which is dyed yellow, uh, wearing sandals or really, just really horribly destroyed shoes. There's a little bit of a difference that people in the other football teams don't take them seriously. And there's a scene involving the first actual match of the tournament in which this group of this this team, I can't remember the name of it, were laughing at them. And the second the breath blows the whistle, uh, Stephen Chow's character kicks the ball from the halfway line into the, the goal. And they're all celebrating and then they go on to, to tackle them and score another goal and it ends up being like 80-0 to the Shaolin football team. But... It's really beautifully well edited. It's not doesn't just follow one match. It follows all the matches, and there's a nice um, compilation scene involving all the matches to get them from the round of uh, 32 to round of 16 to 8 to 4 to the final two. And I think that 
having the speed element, the cutting, and also just showing the highlights of every moment really gets you to, to know the characters and gets you to know the sort of stylistic choice for Stephen Chow as the director uh, is chosen for this film. And I was really surprised by this movie. I was totally, it was a totally unique and I'd never seen anything like this before. It was a very charming love story as well as really cool effects. The idea of combination, uh, combining Kung Fu and football was so original, even bizarre at some points. But you find yourself uh, thinking, I've never seen anything like this before, and laughing constantly throughout this movie, uh, through all the turns that they brought over the entire narrative of the film. I mean, I would highly recommend it for any of you because, to me, it blends the Jackie Chan humour uh, with, with the football. And I think the, the Jackie Chan aspect of that film, or the stylistic choice of that film, is, is really good. And I think that anyone who can appreciate um, the style choice that Jackie Chan did to a Western audience is, is great. And he's done a lot of things to bring the East Asian cinema to a Western audience. And I'm also really surprised that there hasn't been a sequel to this film uh, because it, it did really well across the, the pond in America as well as in Asia and it won a fair few awards over the years mainly in the Asian side of the uh, cinema, from Best Actor to Best Picture to Best Director to Best Supporting Actor to Actress to Best Foreign Film in the Blue Ribbon Awards. But it never really broke into the Western Cinematography uh, Awards, which is fine, I, I get it. It's not as um, beautifully well shot, it's not as beautifully well polished as most of the Hollywood films out there. But I think that genuinely this film is, is good for what it is. It's good for, it's got good effects, it's got solid uh, acting within it and I, I would I would highly recommend any of you taking the time to watch this. If you did want to watch it you have to rent it from Amazon Prime I'm afraid because it's been such an old, old movie uh, it isn't on Netflix or anything like that anymore but you might be able to pick it up online on eBay or rent it from Amazon Prime or any of, you, any of your other massive um, streaming platforms because it's, it's a great film and £3 or £2 or whatever it may be would, would be perfect for this film. From doing some really in-depth reading into this film, I found out that this was actually banned in mainland China because it wasn't actually agreed to film in Hong Kong, which is where they, they filmed the vast majority of this. So it took a lot of time from the 2001 start date to the 2005 release date of this film. But being in post-production for so long, this film didn't lose any traction. I think that when it came out it was really such a slow burner but it managed to make itself into the western audience and I think that anyone who can appreciate the the stylistic choice and stylistic design of the film would really enjoy this and I think that the, the prolonged date of the release in mainland China really didn't hinder it at all. And also from another stylistic point of view the almost quote-unquote bullet time effect that the film uh, has within some of the um, more action sequence of the film was done or achieved with two cameras filming sim simultaneously side by side so when they were filming the person on the wires gun uh, to kick this ball or spinning around or whatever it may be the two cameras are there to help add this um, shimmering effect to the the camera and the fact that one camera is filming the actor and one camera is filming the actor on a sort of delay you means that you can go into the uh, edit and have a kind of shadowy feel to the shot. So when he's spinning around, you can almost see his quote-unquote shadow behind him as he's spinning around. And that effect is achieved by the two camera mounts uh, on the um, single camera, should I say. 
From doing some more reading into Shaolin Soccer, I found out that in America this film was one of the most pirated films or most downloaded internet films of the year in 2005 because the initial release was never actually um, came to America and the DVDs were really hard to get hold of. So it actually became an internet classic in 2005, which is a really, really strong thing because back in those days, those streaming platforms and also the downloading platforms weren't really a thing. So for this film to to really take uh, take an effect through downloads and through um, word of mouth is really strong and it really highlights the fact that the Western audience wanted to watch something like this, wanted to watch a spoofy, weird comedy film that still has a grounded feel within the narrative of the film. And from looking into it, it ended up downloading over a million times in the space of a year, which is which is strong considering the film didn't really make that much money at the uh, Chinese and Japanese box office back in 2001 when this film should have been released. Okay, well that's about all the time I have for Shaolin Soccer today. Uh, I really appreciate any of you staying to listen to the end of this podcast. As I've said, both of these films are sports films, so if you if you don't want to watch a sports film or an action sports film, then then don't watch them. It's, it's completely fine with me. Of the two films, I would highly recommend you watching Shaolin Soccer over Coach Carter, but I think that both of these films really tailor to audiences. One's a grounded film and one's a bit more of a silly, goofy sort of film. So pick and choose and don't don't forget you can always message me on Twitter or anything like that if you have any questions or want to talk to me about any of these films. As I said, I've been James Eatwell. You've been listening to Infinity Cast on Spotify and YouTube. And next week's episode will come out Friday at 5, like it normally does. As I said, uh, thank you for listening.